Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Guys, the good guests keep coming. They keep on coming. <laughs> I I consider this woman to be more of a hard-hitting journalist than really <laughs> just a Bravo content creator and podcaster, yeah. I got to tell you. She, you know the podcast, Andy's Girls, but she just launched another podcast, Taking It Personally. Taking It Personal? Personally. Taking It Personally. That's you got thought. it. That's you killed it. You killed it already. You killed it already. Okay. I got love it. it. Love it. Uh, Sarah Galley is here. I've been wanting to get her on for so long. She's, I kind of think she's one of the staples of the Bravo commentary, <laughs> hard-hitting journalism that is what we do. So please welcome for the first time and hopefully not the last, Sarah Galley. First off, pleasure to be here. Number two, better to be a staple than some tape. Am I right? I mean, am I right? ladies, am, am I right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Giving us the, our best Che Diaz. Am I right? Oh, and that's oh my, my time. Are you I watching can't. this season? Okay, so, so funny that you asked because I am recording an episode of Taking It Personally tonight to discuss and just like that. And it came to my attention by literally myself that I'm going to have to rewatch the first couple of episodes because I was giving it like 25% attention, yep. which I thought was a lot. Honestly, all things yeah. considered, I don't think they want our total focus. That's so. how I feel, too. That's a great point. They're like, please don't pay too much attention. We got lots of <laughs> plot holes. We really didn't round out a lot of it. And they, there's, they do. It's almost like episodic. Like mm. instead of treating it like the old the old show was like you went on the journey with them. Yeah. This is like, what are we going to do for this episode? We'll make it about getting mugged. I'm like, what? Why are we doing this whole bit? That was episode three, in case you missed it. That was that. I, I don't three. even. And I t wait. What was the new episode that was out today? Was that three or four? Three. three. Oh, okay, that's the one I didn't watch. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've seen the first two, but people keep sharing this. You might have shared it too. I think I have. There's a video of Jerry Seinfeld years ago on Stern, talking about the fact that Warren Littlefield, who was then the president of NBC, you know, Warren had apparently 
told whomever maybe written in a book that he had offered Jerry over $100 million to continue doing Seinfeld for like one additional season. Jerry says to Howard, it wasn't 100. It was a lot more. And Jerry gets into this conversation of the of his affection for his characters and the fact that he he sort of respected them and essentially I think the audience too much to continue it. And I just people keep on goddamn sharing that clip and it's making me feel some things. It's making me feel some things about it just like that. I uh, yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. You know what? Let's save it for the other pod. How about that? Check out Sarah's Sarah's coverage of it just like that. You know, we'll save it for that one because you got to have some material over there. I, I'm mm. covering it as well, too. So, guys, you can check it out all over the place. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be in the same vein where it's like a mock recap because it's just so ludicrous for me. I find it to be the most ludicrous, silly show in the world. Oh, Oh, I do. That's <laughs> interesting. Well, no, this is why this is why I love television and why I love, you know, recording AG and what I keep workshopping as tip, although no one is catching on to that. But, um, <laughs> you know, like Andy's Girls focuses on the psychology behind Housewives and often other forms of television. Shout out Vanderbump Rules. And tip is focusing on non-Housewives um, television. But the the vibe and the mission is still the same, which is unpacking how our experiences and our intentions often influence our perspectives of what we're watching on TV. So to do a mock recap is really fascinating to me because I don't know in all the stages of like grieving, I don't know that I'm fully at mock, though I have been before. <laughs> I think I'm still like holding on to trying to understand what the fuck it is what are that they we're doing? watching. <laughs> what are like they genuinely doing? like and how does this impact the relationship that so many of us have held really dear with Sex in the City? Like, are we supposed to analyze this on its own but like is it even its own show you know what i'm I saying don't think it's you so complicated that, well, you're already doing a mock recap but you're so How earnest dare. you're I so am. earnest and like i really would like to understand it and that's what that's the feeling though where you're watching it like is it supposed to not be sexy at all well, that was the other part of it, too, is like the fucking at the most recent. So I haven't seen today's episode, but last week I was like, none of this feels connected with anything like the yes. act of having sex and our intention in that and our experience was very connected to the plot. Got you know, like. Spoiler alert, it's in the title of the original yeah. show. Yeah. And last week's episode, I was like. There's there's literally no reason that we're watching this. We're just watching this so that we understand that some of these people are having sex. Like there's yeah. no other. It's not connected to anything. We're not talking about it in a way we're that not feels titillated because oh, it's God, just, it no. feels almost clinical. It feels like we're like, and this is how these people have sex. And now this is how I'm like, I don't need a course in this. I mean, I don't think they would be the ones to teach it. I got to tell you, like, it's just, it, yeah, it does feel deeply unsexy. And yes. say what you want about Sex in the City and it living in a fantasy land. You can't say that it wasn't a sex. It was a funny show. I mean, it, they made fun of sex. God bless. But like, Absolutely. there were some sexy points. Oh, yeah. 
I because I decided just to have on in the background, have on old sex in the city last week. And so I was getting turned on with like a lot of the scenes. So oh yeah, God. it was a hot show. Silly as hell, but in a, but in a way that it knew what it was and still had a linear message. This one, it's almost like they're throwing things out. Like, let's just play with this idea. It's almost like they know they can't mess up. We'll love it and we'll watch it no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, let's let's, <laughs> let's and transition. just like that. And just like that. <laughs> and we're just back. like that, we go to Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. What is this, honey? I love that. I'm Emily. Every week, I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. We are here to discuss Orange County. And as I do with all of my guests, I'm going to go through the cast and you're going to let me know thoughts on each one. Okay. Okay. This is going to be real hard for me. I have to tell I you. I love it. It's I'm so excited. Okay. Great. Tamara. We're starting Fine. strong. Fine. Oh. You know, it, Tamara, it's one of those things where there are moments where I'm so happy she's back and other moments where I feel like she's you know, crafty and devious. And that's why we want her to be back. But sometimes her lack of um, it's not even a lack of commitment. She's obviously very commitment, but a lack of sincerity sometimes and how she behaves in scenes. It's very clearly insincere, which is also one of the reasons we want her to be back. It's just one of those things. I'm glad she's back and I will try to process that um, adoration for a minute. No, I, I can totally agree with that assessment. What about Shannon? Um, hashtag I stand for Shan. She is my <laughs> number one housewife in my top five. Absolutely. She is there. She's also my spiritual housewife. She's the housewife I most connect myself to and with. I love her, her broken bird, complicated thoughts and feels about herself. And um, she is a complicated woman who I also think is very funny, often on purpose, which is sometimes unique for housewives. Um, and I just, I just, she makes me giggle. I just love her so much. I love her so much. It is unique for housewives to be intentionally funny and not <laughs> accidentally funny. Just yeah. from like, like, like Dorit. Dorit is accidentally funny all mm-hmm. the time because she's just, and she and <laughs> remains unaware. Like even when you show her why it's funny, she's like, well, I stand by what I said. Like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. We're moving on. Okay. Heather. You know what? I was watching. I just watched the newest episode because I'm one of those people who almost never watches episodes live because it makes me feel anxious. So I just watched me the newest. Me too. Right? And I can't. The only what time, is that about? I don't know. But the only pressure? time. I think it's the pressure. I think it's the commercials. I think it's like <laughs> I lose focus because if I'm watching it, oftentimes I'm Instagram storing and then it becomes forever to actually finish. And then it's like, who am I watching for myself or Instagram? But I, um, you know, in watching the newest episode, I just found myself really appreciating Heather and just getting nervous <laughs> because I I do not think she will return. I mean, she's quite 
literally telling us she doesn't want to live in Orange County anymore, which literally isn't really a deal breaker when you think of where some of these housewives have lived in the names of their cities. It's not always in line, Um, but it's like hours away. Quite like, a oh, are you in a difference? Like Tinsley Mortimer was like yeah. quite literally a resident of Florida. <laughs> she yeah. was like, you're God bless her. We, we Like on her. Potomac, they're all traveling like two hours to get For to each other's real. houses. So you're totally. right. They, you're right. They don't technically need to be there. Yeah. And on New Jersey, I feel like some of the women are kind of yes. scattered from each other while still living in the state of New Jersey. It's not you can't really it's a wink at the idea of them living in the same community. But with Heather, I just like I don't know, I had mixed vibes with her last season. But Heather's one of those people I'm really happy is in the cast. And I think that they would be missing her energy without her there. 100 percent agree. 100 percent. She's she's a part of the ensemble. She's not the only thing Orange County needed, which is what they did wrong last season. Amen. Totally agree. What about Gina? Um, <laughs> Gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, I think, uh, you know, I love her new hair. I know it's no longer new, but I appreciate that about her. Um, I think she's a solid part of the cast. I really do. I think she's a solid part of the cast. She's often very reasonable. She has a good sense of humor. Um, I don't have a whole lot else on her. I think she's really has obviously endured a lot, which we have discussed on previous reunions. And um, I appreciate her growth as an individual, which I which I definitely think we've seen. What about Emily? I'd honestly fucking die for Emily. I think she is so funny. She's so smart. I can't believe how much I love her this season. I love her this season. Last season, I was like, who the fuck are you? She was good last season, yeah. She was so good last season. And she had blocked me on, (laughs) which (laughs) happens so rarely. I can't even tell you because I really don't. I don't, you know, we're, we're social pals and I just don't do a drag. And if I do, the person is certainly not tagged, but she did block me a couple years ago. And I really put out a plea to the AGs on an episode and said, can someone please slide into her DMs and let her know that I really love her and I would love to tell her that. And so she unblocked me and I stand, I really, I don't know that I, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to low key stand. I'm going to low key. I think Emily's a great housewife. I think she's great. I didn't appreciate her when she first came on the show. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get, I think it was just an odd dynamic maybe with having both Emily and Gina come on. I don't know. Like it was like, what was it? I can't tell. However, as we've evolved with her last season, I was like, oh, I think she just needed to get comfortable, figure out like, I don't have to do too much. Just be me. 1000% agree felt the same way about Emily and Gina as a unit wasn't dying for it. And also those seasons weren't great too. But I have to say I think part of it was also the Shane factor like Shane came in and was so seemingly unlikable (laughs) that yes. That Emily choosing <laughs> Shane made me feel a certain way about Emily, which it's is like, true though. maybe not fair, but <laughs> welcome to Housewives. And now I really like enjoy Shane and I am a big fan of Jeff Lewis Live and their episode was really great. 
getting to hear his perspective was really interesting. And um, I missed that episode. Oh, it's good. And I I love Jeff. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, it's very dry. You will love the episode. And Shane is just so fucking dry. And like so funny with Jeff. Okay, yeah, I can only imagine. Totally. Yeah, I think they I think Shane was also like slightly confused as to the vibe because it is kind of honestly a very confusing vibe (laughs) if you don't know what you're (laughs) what you're coming into. But I'm I'm into them together. I, you know, I can't say enough about how much I appreciate Emily on the show. I really do. Agreed. How are you liking the new Jen so far? Cannot remember her name to save my life. (laughs) I just put up an Instagram story and I was like, am I lying? Is it Jen? Or like, is it Jennifer? Or is it like Laura? Like I just, because she looks like- She looks like a Laura. She looks like any number of names. And I felt bad because I was like, wait, we've had a couple episodes with her. I should remember this. Um, so she she appears to be the prototype of many different generations of Orange County housewives in one. And that's not a bad thing. I actually think it was I think it was good casting. I'm I don't know what she's going to do. She might not do anything. And that might be great. We don't need uh-huh. everyone doing everything at all times. So I'm I'm into watching this play out, although I do have some questions for you about Jen. Ooh, what? OK, so I obviously just watched this episode, as I've said, 15 times. And <laughs> the scene where she was talking about Ryan having cheated on and that's his name, right? Ryan, her, yeah, boyfriend, yeah. her boyfriend of two years, has has cheated on every partner or, you know, however you call it, in every relationship he's ever had. I had to (laughs) press pause because my gasp was so loud (laughs) that I was distracted by it. I'm so curious for your thoughts on that. It was what was the most bizarre about that moment was she looked like she she looked like she knew it, but has been denying it and hasn't maybe said it out loud to another person. So for the first time, she was like, yeah, yes, it's never been posed to me like that because it's a bold thing to say. It is a bold thing to be like, oh, your partner who's always cheated on every single person he's ever been with. That's a big thing to say to someone's face. So then she had to answer to it. And I think you almost, I to me, I saw her being like, huh. That's not great. Cut to her doing the scene with him on camera being like, so you know how you cheated with everyone, right? <laughs> Can we circle Let's back? bring that up right now. And I was like, this is intentional. This is like, see, guys, I am bringing it up. I am cognizant of the fact that he's a player. So right. can I ask you can I ask you a couple of follow-ups? Would you if if you were dating someone or in a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship, I assume it was short at the point in which he shared that information, but I actually literally don't know. How would you respond to that? I'd okay. Well, it's this the problem is she was in a marriage with children, and this is the man she's choosing. Mm-hmm. So it's like the stakes are so different. It's hard for me to relate to this because like I personally don't even think about wanting a monogamous committed relationship. In fact, I kind of would probably never really want to be in one and stay open for the rest of my life. Like, mm. I don't know. My my opinions are very, very unconventional. Love that. Um, so I can't relate to that because I feel like I'd be like, all right, like at this point. But that also might be my own fear of commitment at this at this mm-hmm. stage in my life. And I'm just like creating rules for myself. Like, I don't even want it. And maybe once I like <laughs> meet someone, I'd be like, never mind. I'm obsessed with him and he better not leave me. Totally. So I don't know. 
But I know that when I was cheated on in the past, I cannot let it go. I do not forgive, forget, and keep it moving. So I, if I go back to that person, I think I maybe would have thought twice about leaving my husband mm. for the person who's notorious for cheating. Yeah, and I wonder, so many good points, and I wonder what his follow-up was. Like, is it, I've cheated on everyone, dot, dot, <laughs> dot, question. like, let's go to drinks? Or was it, I've cheated <laughs> on everyone, dot, 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 and now I'm in therapy. Now I'm working on myself. Now I'm, you know. She looked like she had never really processed it in that way. And that is what reality TV, especially housewives, will do to someone. Is it all the stuff you've been pretending is okay is questioned because these people don't have that kind of loyalty to you. Like, let's face it. We all have those people in our lives that we just know you can't say anything because mm. they're just going to, it's just going to be all defensive and all crazy. But when new people come into your world and they need to have it explained, you are suddenly like, huh, it doesn't sound as good when you say it like that. That is yeah. such a good point. Absolutely. And I think that it 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 forces through the processing of mm -hmm. denial in a way that maybe we're ingrained not to do at times because it's our defense mechanism. And if you want something enough, you can force yourself to oh, imagine yeah. the person in front <laughs> of you is like a different or is going to be different for you. And maybe that will happen but also maybe you need to process what happens if it does not. And mm -hmm. this is, I mean, especially with Housewives, with its focus on relationships and in all forms, the focus mm -hmm. on romantic um, relationships is endlessly fascinating to me. I know I am a broken record, but I don't care. Kitsch products are designed to prevent aging damage, wrinkles, breakage. It's the ultimate preventative beauty regime. Whatever your budget is, whatever your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch is all about little indulgences at affordable prices, morning, noon, and night. They started in 2010 by selling hair ties door to door, literally just hustling. Kitsch is self-funded, female-founded, and now they are carried in over 20,000 retail locations. We love it. The beauty essentials that I cannot live without will be the satin pillowcases. They also make caps and eye masks, and satin is vegan and cruelty-free. I did not realize that silk was not vegan because it came from silk worms. Oh my God, the heatless satin curling rollers. Say goodbye to heat damage. These are the original, the OG, and still the best heatless curlers. Do not settle for knockoffs. Get the ones that started the whole craze. Kitsch also has rice water shampoo bars. These help with overall hair growth and density. And then they have rosemary scalp oil. This is essential to support scalp health and hair strength from root to tip. I have a Kitsch hair tie in my hair right here. Don't ever use any other hair ties. It causes damage and breakage. I only have the pillowcases. That's all I use as pillowcases. You will never see a non-satin pillowcase on my bed. Because when I found out that when you sleep, you can cause wrinkles, I said, not anymore. 
Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That is right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. Enough! What do you think about Gina being so triggered by Jen? Do you find it to be authentic? Um, I I do think it's authentic, but I don't know that Jen deserves to carry the responsibility for Gina's thinking. And this is something that I've run into on Andy's Girls too. The idea that when a person is triggered, is it the other person's responsibility to carry that emotion or to hmm. ap- apologize for triggering something some something or someone quite literally by making choices in their own lives like well I love that wait hold on let me back up on that okay. hold on I like that <laughs> okay alive so I love what you just said is it the other person's responsibility to take that on when you're triggered beautiful because is it I don't how do you move as the person you know well I think we get into that in content creation too especially when talking about housewives because it's like the inception style you know game within a game within a game because you talking about your opinion of Gina's intention and experience might trigger a listener at home unbeknownst to you simply because of your opinion. Does that make your opinion wrong? Does that make you responsible for needing to apologize to that person because they were upset for their own reasons and their own experiences? I think that's, you know, that it's like the world of trigger warnings. And there have been pieces written about trigger warnings, not necessarily experts feel a myriad of different ways about the nature of trigger warnings and the idea of trying to take responsibility for upsetting someone or letting someone know that content can be upsetting. And I personally appreciate trigger warnings for specific subjects. I I just genuinely do. I will know based on my experiences. I actually want to stay away from that. But in other circumstances in life, a person doesn't carry a trigger warning on their forehead. Their life is not meant to be lived Mm-hmm. for you to decide that it is too upsetting for you to be able to listen. So it's like the difference yes. between processing that and putting up boundaries to defend yourself. Like Gina might decide for herself, you know what? This person is speaking about adultery in a way that I find really upsetting and really triggering. I don't know that I can get close to them. And she has every right to do that. But is Jen responsible for Gina getting upset. I I don't have an answer to it, but I do think it's fascinating. And I, I also think it's extremely complicated in the way the episode showed Gina's upset because it connected adultery. I mean, and quite literally trigger warning, but it, it connected adultery almost with Gina's divorce with her husband, which involved which domestic was, yes. violence. And yes. that made me very uncomfortable. Yes, that... That, okay, I think maybe because we've both, as when you podcast or when you create content, you receive messages from people like, that really upset Mm -hmm. me and triggered me, and you're like, well, 
is it my responsibility now to like adjust and adapt just because right. you had that experience where like that obviously wasn't my intention or anything like that. I'm always open to hear it because sometimes I have a blind spot. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I didn't realize that. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Good to know. I did appreciate Heather pretending she didn't already know the story of Jen and Ryan and being like, so how long were you divorced before you and Ryan got together? I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl, <laughs> Heather, you know, I you love it. know that. So Jen explains that their relationship wasn't physical, just texting. And Tamara keeps doing the thing where she's like, kind of giving a look to whoever Jen mm-hmm. if Jen's telling the story to two people Tamara's looking at that person like mm, that's what she says I'm like okay Tamara I said this last week Tamara absolutely is enough, enough of a producer to know like I will I will suggest this person because there's potential for there to be drama between us and she's like I don't care if I brought him on the show I'll pick that fight I'll make him look bad Oh, yeah. I think Jen got to know Tamara as Tamara Judge, like former um, uh-huh. reality star. And now she's being reintroduced to Tamara Judge, like cast member on this show. And we can see a little bit of whiplash there of like, wait a second. I thought we liked each other. Why are you dragging <laughs> you me repeatedly? Her, literally, her head literally <laughs> tilts like, huh? I mean, we're on camera, so yeah. I got to keep it together and I can't say what I want to say, which is what the hell are you doing? Cut, yeah. cut. I can't. And Tamara, Tamara will do it the whole episode and throughout the season. That is Tamara's. That is why I think it was good. She took a break because she was, that's kind of what Tamara's known to do, right? She stirs pots and she's seemingly backstabs people, two-faced and all that. She was doing it very sloppy and without any focus before she left the show. And then they were like, Tamara, you need a break. Okay. And it humbled her a bit and helped her like reassess. And I could maybe now too, that she's talking about these shows on her podcast. Maybe it gives her like a fresh perspective, Mm. but just like you said earlier when we got to, when we first brought up Tamara, she is so, so obvious at times in her staging of these things that it does sort of take me out of it a bit where I'm like, I wish you'd be a little slicker with it. Like a little more LVP. You need a little more LVP, like snake in the grass or sniper from the side stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Tam was like, remember how you also said you hated it? I'm like, oh girl, like Jesus Christ. Okay. Totally. And I, that makes me a little, not nervous, but just a little like, huh. What's going to happen with the Heather of it all when Tamara finally goes in for the kill, which quite literally everyone, most especially Heather, knows is absolutely coming. Mm. Oh, they can feel it. And you can tell they can feel it. You can like see Tamara's eyes like, not yet. We're not going to go there yet. But it's coming, guys. It's coming. yeah. 100. When Heather blatantly asked, has he been faithful to you? (laughs) Jen goes, he has. And Heather's like, you think? (laughs) (laughs) but that's the other part of it is like i would want to know as an absolute outsider who who really should never be able to ask this question but like what's what was the process of cheating for ryan was he getting off like for lack of a better term apologies for seeming insensitive but here we are was he getting off on like the cheating itself or in being found because if you have that consistent of a pattern 
it feels to me like some of the focus, unfortunately, is on this like masochistic style. I know that this person, I know that I'm meaningful to this person. So let me give a little bit of myself away or something. I don't know quite what it is, except to say that there's something going on here. If you have, and who knows how many relationships he's been in, by the way, I'm thinking it it might've only been a couple. I'm thinking it was probably, it could have been like a significant number of one to two year relationships. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it was long enough so that cheating on someone would really land. And I, I would wonder if he's even aware of, of why he did this, which is an incredibly complicated question. I mean, how much of the pressure was put on her to just contain it? Like, oh, I've done all of this. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll process all of this on my own so that we can be together. Or maybe they really did work through it. We don't, I don't think we have the benefit of having enough information on it. I think that might be the reunion. It seemed almost like the first time she brought it up to him. It had a, it had that feel. It felt pretty new. However, maybe not because he knows the reputation, but I still, I feel like she, there was an intentional blinder right around that department of the situation. She's like, I'm just going to, we're going to ignore that for now because mm-hmm. I'm feeling so good. Like it's what, when you're in an unhappy relationship and then you get laid really good for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hallelujah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are digmatized. It, mm-hmm. It's a thing. So I feel like this almost looked like the very first time she'd ever said out loud, like, you know mm-hmm. how you cheated on everyone, right? I wonder, I wonder what conversations they had about this, um, even going into Housewives. Cause in the process, that's what of, I'm wondering too. Right? Cause like, like in the you, process of casting, this comes sit up. Do there and do that? Do they sit and go like, okay, this one may come up. How are we going to tackle it? Cause I feel like you should. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely that because there's, or not. I mean, Jen yeah, and Bill right. Aiden, I don't think talked about yeah. his affair not once, even though obviously I'm sure she had a lot of fear of it coming up. And in this case, like, I wonder, you know, our producers, I mean, as is their job asking, you know, kind of just like shifting around, looking around and saying, hey, how's your current relationship? And how did you guys get together? And yep. how, you know, if it yep. started in a way that was lol creative like how how how's that going now how do you look at this person I mean how in depth are those convos I would think pretty deep so did that come up at that point or is I I mean how could it not I I think it's I don't know I really don't know I really don't yeah yeah if if Okay, we're just going to move that. We're going to move along. Yeah. It's How about so that? Much, it's, so much. it's so much. It's like we <laughs> so can't much. get We it's can't so figure much. this one out. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Um, I I really am obsessed with the fact that Max, Heather and Heather and Terry took Max to college on a, a private, private jet. Mm-hmm. She was just laying down, taking mm-hmm. selfies on the jet on my way to college. Mm-hmm. See you soon, college. And then her her room is huge. She clearly had, like paid for the solo room. Like the special room that only the really, really rich kids can live in. But the thing about Heather that I'll always love is how she is as a mom. That always, always softens me to her. She's so accepting and loving and doesn't make any deal out of the way her kid. Like she's got a trans son. It's amazing that this is represented on TV, especially in Orange County Mm. of all the franchises. 
Uh, and I, I, I felt I actually teared up a bit when she talked about how she's going to miss them just coming in her room and sitting there and talking with her. And it made me be like, oh, I want to go and sit and talk with Heather when I'm like getting ready for bed. Like, I bet they had a really fun house. Yeah, I think she's an incredible mom. And um, I mean, I just continue to wonder, like, how much money do they have? <laughs> because how much money feels, do they have? It feels like an endless amount of money. And God bless botched. I mean, I'm sure that's provided a lot of a lot of cash, a lot of opportunities, plus his work as a surgeon and her, you know, career as an actress as well. And who knows family money or whatever. But like they just have so much goddamn money that it's just I get distracted by it because I'm like, yeah, they're on a private jet. I mean, it's like you would go to Walmart. You would go to I was going to say yeah. Walmart, LOL, like Heather Dubrow is going to Walmart. But like going to Whole Foods is like, how is she getting there? Is she flying to Whole Foods? Like, it's, I just can't imagine her <laughs> traveling in anything but. A- it's giving me a little Kylie Jenner, <laughs> a little bit in terms of like, OK, got it. Like, you've got all of the money. I will never understand. Um, but then you it's it's, it's balanced with. Um, you know, the process that she's going through as uh, not an empty yes nester yet, but with two of yeah. her kids gone. I mean, that's there's a certain amount of grief that I could understand a parent experiences. And um, what is it about? There's like a that oft used phrase about um, parenthood that all of a sudden it feels like your heart is living outside of your body. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine the compounded nature of that when your children leave your home and for yeah. someone like Heather who lives with a certain amount of control yeah. where she really appreciates control totally. to know her kids are now across the country and has nothing to do with trusting in them which I'm sure she does but just the very nature that it's like they are so physically separate from her I cannot imagine the feeling of um, loss that can come with that. It's that's a lot. It's a lot for a parent and a child to experience. The 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 parents taking kids to college bits always get me. They always always get me. I think it's so sweet to see our our housewives saying goodbye to their like teen kids going to college. Like I lo- I I actually appreciate it all the time. I do love though that we're the segue. It's such a beautifully crafted storyline, even though it's maybe not intentional, mm. but like her kids going to college makes it so she needs to make her presence more known in LA because she just needs a whole change and I'm obsessed with it. And then when we get the confessional where she admits that she's worried that, you know, maybe I'm too old. Am I still mm. talented? Lots of fears. It really makes sense when she gets upset with Taylor yes. later. Her girl. Oh, oh my man. God. The edit around that was so good. <laughs> this was such a, I have to say this was like such a good episode. And that yes. was because if we hadn't seen that in her processing and her anxiety about like being a per- how is she going to be seen as a professional actress and person and her identity as a performer had we not seen that earlier in the episode I think the Taylor Heather stuff would have landed differently for people at totally I think I think totally agree talk about triggered Heather's oh eyes, God. she's like, I am triggered. This is like my worst fears realized. Well, speaking of, Tamara and Taylor go to dinner and then Taylor, I'm so happy we didn't drop this storyline. I was worried that Taylor was just going to like leave it there. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. She's like, well, you know, Heather comes over and she's like, you're so cute. <laughs> and she, I mean, look, I have to say, I actually, I know, I know, 
Actually, I don't care. I I understand Ooh. Heather. I understand Heather being like, I'm not just going to go waste my time to do like some little movie in Oklahoma because she's an actress and she's going to think of herself in such a way where she wouldn't, where she would, of course not, who would even ask me? She is offended. So Heather thinks she's justified because she's not being condescending, but her very nature of being offended by it is condescending. Okay, was it condescending? Because the thing is, like, <laughs> it was such a one-off response. Like, Taylor was like, you should do it. And Heather was like, yeah, I should. Or that well, would be great. Totally. She it wasn't. Was a- and drunk. Everyone, when you're drunk, you can't hold people to those plans. Right. So then Taylor's upset because Heather is living in a place of reality when it comes to being Work. a professional actor and having representation. I mean, Quite literally, that stuff could not be negotiated by Heather herself. She has people to do Uh that on her behalf. Uh So Taylor being upset because Heather is a professional and taking that as being condescending versus someone saying like, that was a joke style conversation. You weren't being serious. So now you're putting (laughs) the weight of production being upset. They lost someone on me. Like that doesn't, that doesn't, that like literally doesn't make sense to me. Like, no, that it doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like, it's so awkward that Taylor even asked in, yeah. in all earnest. Like, she's like, I have this little movie. Do you want the part? And it, I do understand Heather being like, no, I don't. I'm sorry, Taylor, but it does sound like a little indie, silly film that's not going to really go anywhere and do anything. And maybe Heather would be interested in doing it, but she doesn't owe you like all hands on deck immediately before going through channels, understanding what it is under like when she was talking about like reshoot days and stuff. All of that is not because she's being condescending necessarily at all. I would say it's because she literally has done work. She understands that when you're contracted to work a certain amount of days. Those are not the only days that you would potentially be committed to a production. Like, and is it, you know, union? Like, there's a lot of stuff that she would need to find out. And Taylor saying that those follow-ups point to her being rude or dismissive or, like, holier than thou is just a total LOL. But also, Taylor's like, plot, please. I need to be back and have someone to be mad at. So this seemed like a good fit. Yeah, no, it, I, I enjoy this so much because they both, like, the stakes are so low Yeah, that it's like, this Love is it. fine. This is fine. Taylor, you can absolutely, you should be upset, please, because now we get more storylines and it will absolutely trigger Heather, who happens to be going through like a whole renaissance of mm. herself as an actress. So, of course, like... This is so apropos. And Taylor was like, this will be fun. We'll do it together. And she'll come to Oklahoma and film with me. And then I'll be on the show more. And it's like, no, that that's not what she's going to do. She's not going to go do your little movie. No, no. And also something. Oh, yeah. go ahead. no, there's there's just like nothing. There's you. You said it perfectly. I mean, it's just there's just it's just it's not it's it's adorable. I mean, like it's, it's so maybe cute. I'm being condescending. It's like no, it's yeah. it's like you know she has a movie and she's working at it. It's it's like good, good for her. Like good for her. She's working or whatever, and she's on Orange County, and she hasn't been on Beverly Hills in so long, and like 
she's doing what needs to be done and you know we enjoyed her on girls trip and this is the new the new role is talking about heather shitting on hers like you know you needed something and you got it so like you, you do you boo you do you, you win you yeah. win you have no idea i don't know that you, you win, win but like i don't know that oh, you win but you're like, right but like you're playing the game you're playing you're, the game yeah you're playing you're the game. in how about that yeah. you're, you're in. in you're in you're in now yeah, you're God a part bless. of it you're in the mix there God we bless. go 100 percent I'm always amazed at the amount of luggage housewives bring <laughs> on every trip. Because as someone who, if I can, I will get a carry-on. That is, mm-hmm. I will make it happen. Like, I will, I'm not a big packer because I do have a genuine fear of them losing my luggage. Oh. Because it's happened to me one time and it was just like, and so for me, I'm thinking on these trips, you guys must panic that like, what if you don't get your clothes? You guys have actual like prized possession type of clothes. Like my shit's like from Target. So they all have like five bags each. Every trip. Every I mean, trip. I do. I am an over. Are you a big packer? Ooh, I, I love, love to have like 85 different options. It's not even looks. It's just like option, like preparing for an emergency situation. Like you don't know what the weather's going to be like, whatever else. Um, and that is my version of an emergency so situation. So how many bags do you travel with? Like if you were going to go on a three-day vacation. Yeah. How many, what do you think you would end up with? So like I, when I go back, I'm from Rhode Island. So when I go from New York to Rhode Island, I bring a suitcase with clothes. I went, my mom was in town for three days here in New York. Was it even last week? I I truly, last weekish, I think, and wanted us to stay in a hotel together because that would be fun. And I was like, okay. And I packed a suitcase with, and I, it was literally me going from the Upper East Side to... <laughs> Chelsea, because <laughs> it's like, listen, you're packing. There's must do's, like, toiletry stuff that you just can't get around, and like a couple different changes of clothing per day over the course of three days. My bigger concern personally was like, you guys are buying stuff to go to Wyoming. When are you going to wear cowboy boots again? Oh, 100%. Our cowboy hat. I don't like that. I was just adding up in my head. Even like the Oshkosh Bagosh, like how much money is being spent for them as an LOL? Like they're wearing this stuff as a costume. So yeah. like, what are you doing? Are you just going to hope you go to Wyoming in five more seasons if you're hopefully for you still on the cast? Like what? That what is, is a lot. What is your game plan here? Yeah. What is the game plan? I love snacks. I often fill up on snacks and don't have room for dinner. Who am I kidding? I always have room for dinner. But I need nuts and olives and popcorn and delicious things like that at all times. And that is why nuts.com has me covered. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for literally everyone. And their nuts are notably different. I lived with my sister and brother-in-law, and they even stopped to ask me, like, where did, what's, where did you get this? I said, nuts.com. They said, these nuts are like notably better than any other nut I've ever tried. <laughs> 
but they don't just have nuts. The fact that they have specialty flowers makes sense, right, nuts.com? It just, it puts it all in one place right in front of me. I got everything I need. They have plenty of gluten-free options, organic choices, and other really diet-friendly products. Whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, or you just want to stock up on everyday cooking essentials, you are bound to find something to try. You can shop a la carte anytime too, so you can opt into hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out, or just pop in, grab a little, grab a little something. And if you're already stocked up at home, they also sell directly to businesses. Snack with satisfaction, knowing that quality is a top priority at nuts.com. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Since 1929, they've been doing it the old-fashioned way. One taste and you will know the difference. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash she speaks. So go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash she speaks. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash she speaks. Enough! I like that we have a bunkhouse and a mm. villa. And the the vast difference between the two. The vast difference. Like the bunkhouse has literally like has bunk, bunk beds. beds. As where the villa is like where you would be. Thank God Gina and Jen were like, I don't care. Yeah, but also the villa looked huge, so I don't understand why they all couldn't live in the villa. Like the villa looked every time they did a full shot of the villa, I was like, so where they did they only rent a portion of it because it looked so big and it didn't, didn't they make even sense. Say on certain rooms, weren't they like you don't want that room? You can have this room instead. So it's like they were acting like as if there were excess rooms. Oh, for the maybe people that, I feel like they said that at one point. Like maybe yeah. you don't want to be in here. You want to be over here. I feel like that was what they did with Shannon because of course Shannon's going to be the most difficult Anxious. about it. I would be too. Like I'm not like I'm bougie as hell when I travel. Like I'm not sharing a room. I mean, well, I will if I have to, but. I mean, I think Shannon is just so naturally anxious that everything is sort of, she operates from a, a perspective of like, this is all a crisis. Like she's always. so short term. It's always a crisis. Yeah. So I think like Heather being like, I literally don't care. Like if Heather Dubrow is like, please just give me a sleeping bag so we can stop talking about this, which she didn't do. But I think she probably would survive. I, you know, it, it kind of says something about Shannon's, you know, little temporary downward spiral. Right. That's very true. There's even a load of laundry going in the bunkhouse. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pull out their own bath mats. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So, but speaking of those, Shannon with her like freakouts, Heather and Tamara are like, okay, let's just do a little touch up and then we're going to head on out. And they're like, Shannon, how long are you going to be? And the way she comes out, it was just so Shannon. She's like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm doing the best I can. I, I, guys, I haven't touched up my makeup and I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so Shannon. Yeah, and she just, she seems like someone who, because I spent a lot of time thinking about Shan, it's like she comes from a place of feeling like she's always under attack. So she has to defend always. herself. And she's like, like a basic, you know, how much time are you going to be? I don't know how much of that is related to her knowing these specific members of the cast and like what could be considered plot and thinking like now they're going to shit on me for this and how much Uh. of this is just her internal clock is always at like, oh my God, it's midnight. It's 10 o'clock. 
100%. Yeah. I'm going to go with the latter. It's like yeah. she's all, which is what makes her a really good housewife. Yeah. Because I remember as soon as she came on camera, I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get what she's, <laughs> I get why they cast her. She's mm-hmm. good. They're going to get their money's worth because she can't even help it. She's just like so unhinged, just naturally in her core. And that's, it, it's a great, it's great housewives material. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect Taylor to give us a bisexual outing of herself. I thought that was, uh, did you miss that? No, I was, oh. I was when, uh, when she said it, I thought to myself, like, how did that work with timing? Because she is now with and married to her then lawyer when she was going through the process yeah, of divorce. Wild. So I was like, how does, how, where did five years come into play? But her saying before, I was like, oh yeah, that, that, that track. Five that years prior to Russell. Is that what she said? Yeah. Right? She was, I mean, prior she was in a Russell. Yeah. She was five in a five year relationship. relationship prior to Russell. No idea how old she was when she was yeah. in this relationship. So I don't know about the gap of time. If there was one between, the relationship that she's describing ending and then her um, beginning a relationship with Russell. But it was fascinating. It was really interesting to hear. Totally. Jen talks about how she met Will. She met Will on a flight because she was a flight attendant. Uh, and she talks about like how they got together. And Gina's confessional I just thought was funny. She's like, I wish I'd got to know this Jen mm. before finding out about the affair. I'm like, well, she's still a person. Yeah. Although it's funny because Scandaval made us, it made it people think that like, everyone cheats what's the big deal and I was like it's different but I'm now here I am being like Jen you know she had her reasons yeah. <laughs> but you want to know why it's different is because Tom didn't have his reasons okay he lied he's like our relationship is terrible we never even talk to each other we don't even touch each other and then it's like that's inaccurate that's just not at all what was happening well yeah and also you've a person has known Tom and Ariana, you know, Raquel for uh, years less, but, you know, going on a decade. So you have known this person for so long. You can't, you're not meeting them at the end of what ends up being the end of their relationship. You're meeting them during a relationship prior. So it makes the idea of like identifying different from or, or separate from the Scandaval really difficult because the Scandaval then sort of um, has attached itself maybe to Tom's the way we've seen him for so long. It like is now so associated as his identifier because a lot of people feel potentially misled. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. 
and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is meeting someone who's just joined the show and you've only had however many instances to just to talk to them. And during one yeah. of those instances, the affair is brought up, of course, from Gina's perspective, that's going to be the leading thing versus if it came up later. I mean, that's just, that's just, I guess, a lack of luck there or something lack else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't talk about her yoga or whatever, because Tamara was around. She was going to make sure that didn't, that wasn't the headline news. She knew what was Totally. Oh, uh-huh, 100%. Shannon excuses herself. And of course, she's she accidentally opens them up to talk all this shit about John. But she's like, my, the ki- the person watching my kids didn't come, and they're like, well, how come John can't do it? She's like, I, I, I just got to go. By the way, Shannon thinks that her in costume is like such a gift to the group that she's like, I'm gonna make up a little lie, all because I had to go put on this saloon costume. And then it's over. Then she's just sitting in a saloon costume. Like after the shots, they just sit down and she's just in this costume. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the wrong girl because I fucking love it. And it's like, it's oh, so no, Shannon. I, think it's, I, I just, think it's so Shannon. It's, it's like, so it's, cute and dumb. And that's what I love about her is that she goes from being like very high strung and just yes. kind of rattled to like, I brought a costume. I'm putting on a show. And I just, I love it. I love it. It was so exactly much. that. Like she went from being the one that they were like, Shannon, we're going to just leave. Okay. Don't freak out. Mm-hmm. We'll just do your makeup to being like, excuse me, I'm going to go through a costume <laughs> on. <laughs> just like, it's so Shannon. Totally. But Tamara and Shannon, they do a little cheers. And Tamara's like, I love you. And Shannon's like, ah. <laughs> I'm excited to watch them get on track because Shannon has said on multiple interviews and podcasts and she's like it's a journey and it gets yeah. ugly and I'm like okay give it to me already okay. but now let's get to the big one where Heather asks Taylor how's the movie going and I'm like oh yes I got so excited I'm like yes ask her about the movie and I was happy that Taylor didn't back down I was happy that Taylor wasn't just like it's good and then dropped it instead she's like I really mm. wanted you to do it but and then Heather goes I thought you were kidding <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you know, it felt like it was like, I'm a rookie actress and you don't want to be associated with something that I'm attached to. I'm like, well, it's not exactly that, Taylor. It's not like she doesn't want to be associated with something you're attached to. But unfortunately, something that you're attached to is probably, I hate to say it, but beneath her? I don't. I said I it. Just, I said it. I mean, like, I don't know. Because, you know, Taylor's at the very, very beginning stage of interest in being a performer and she's acting like an executive producer and that's just where we're losing it a little bit or at least yeah. I am personally it's like you're not on production for this show you're not sending her an offer did you guys discuss how much she was going to get paid like none yes. of this none of this makes sense but we're all you don't assuming just say yes. that she's the bad one yeah no it does yes to what like quite literally what is she did you tell her when you would be flying out did you tell her any of the day it doesn't it it doesn't add up in like basic math. We're not even in algebra two. We're still yes. in like basic remedial. Right. So it's from that perspective, I'm like, like, great that you're standing up for yourself. But like, it's still a situation that does not process. It just mm-hmm. is not leading. But but great. Great. Great that it's happening. Great that it's as happening. He- as Heather said, 
This is a you issue. Right. Not a me issue. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hello. Love it. Love it. Love it. But she does. She schools her. She's like, usually there's a whole protocol. And Taylor gets that like meek voice that she gets. Mm-hmm. Where she goes, well, you have more experience than I do. So you would know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, honey, that's shade. It's shade. You're doing it in a shady way. The way you say you have more experience than I do. It's definitely got a tone to it. Like, oh, fine, Miss Actress. Miss I've done a million things. That's the vibe. That's the vibe you're absolutely giving off. I mean, it would be one of those instances where this will never happen. But I I would like to know somewhere down the line in the, you know, the big book of truth, how much of this Taylor created in her mind and genuinely believes and how much of that is also associated with the fact that you know it's conflict for the show totally Taylor's like if they reached out to you and sent you the script would you consider it Heather goes I would say I would 100% read it and consider it seriously (laughs) oh my god yes she would yes she would yes she would and then Taylor goes well, I guess let's go from there and if you're open to it. <laughs> Girl, it's so subtle. So then like they kind of try to change the subject, but Tamara goes, oh, no, 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 we're not done here. We are not done here, ladies and gentlemen. Tamara's like, but didn't the production company say they want oh. Heather to submit a casting tape? <laughs> Heather's like sewing that all together. She just like this was the one thing that would really trigger Heather because she's just said that she's definitely figuring out she's got her fears getting back into it. And Heather's like, oh, really? They weren't impressed with my IMDb. They need a casting tape. And she says, so your IMDb was good enough and mine wasn't. (laughs) Taylor's like, well, yes. I mean, I was surprised. <laughs> oh, my God. perfect. It was really, really well done. Like, the whole mm-hmm. thing was – and Heather had an amazing monologue. Yes. I thought, I thought it was, like, so well, like, well-spoken yes. and savage. And Taylor really I, – I think she was giving it a tone when she's mm-hmm. like, was someone with your pedigree? And – Heather picked up on it and she's like, uh-uh, I'm not letting you insult me. And Shannon's like, no, no, she meant it as a positive. I'm like, she didn't. She, she didn't. did it. And that's why Tamara's going to then be like, hold on. Right. What did you really say? 100. Taylor? You didn't go, why would they want a casting tape? Tamara's like, we sat there and laughed at her IMDb together. And Heather's, and Heather's like, wow, this is so incredibly rude. <laughs> I am someone who put my entire life on hold, as women do, It's not only (laughs) anti-female, but just not nice. I mean, it is a little bit of a, it's a showpiece for Heather Dubrow. I mean, I would be sending that to casting directors and saying, absolutely, this is is what she can do just purely as herself. Imagine (laughs) if you give her a script. I mean, my God. Her eyes were emoting so much. Like they were just really, really giving Mm -hmm. me all I needed. Yep. And I also think, I wonder how Tamara prepped her. With, uh, oh, we'll go through her IMDb and we'll all reference the fact that there's only one episode of this show. And then, oh, she was on this show, one episode, this show on another. 1999. 1999, where I'm going to call out all the things that I think are going to help you and then you're going to win. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Taylor probably thought she was on to something. She was like, I'm on the winning side here because I have Tamara. 
Totally. You're so right. Like Tamara got her all hyped up and then Tamara was like, oh no, I'm going to throw you right under the bus. Oh, and like I wasn't a part of it. Like that wasn't the plan. Jen, like, is it you? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like I'm going to, like I do this purely so that I can drive story mm-hmm. along and keep everybody mm-hmm. fighting. At some point everyone gets mad at me, but I just keep moving because I'm Tamara. Like that's right. very much Tamara's role on this cast. Totally. For sure. Totally. Well, that takes us to the end of this. Next week looks like it's going to be fantastic because it continues. I do not mind if we get another like three episodes with this movie drama because it's not taking up all of our time and we still get, we're still getting a lot of range from the whole cast. Like I enjoy Emily and the journey she's going on with her mom and realizing that dynamic. I think that's very fascinating. Um, But I didn't touch on this. Gina is trying to get the felony dropped for Matt. I mean, just for his own success and stuff. And I thought, wow, that is. It also makes me kind of concerned about his. Is he? He has a girlfriend, right? Or a wife? Well, he, yeah, I think he has a girlfriend and they both sort of couple, you know, like Gina and her boyfriend and her ex-husband and his girlfriend seem to have a a good relationship with each other and they're, everybody is focused on co-parenting and the way Gina was talking in that flashback with Matt was like, listen, this is a, I'm thinking about it through the lens of like, this is actually negatively affecting our kids because he mentioned that it's hurting his ability with like loans yeah. or something like I think, there's he, a like, financial... I think he like lost work I think he like lost his job I I'm think. sure I mean yeah you get charged with a felony that's not exactly you know Especially a special skill yeah that's not that's not I mean yes I could understand why he would um suffer consequences as that and a person could argue that he should so um yeah. and and also maybe they're at a different point in their relationship I mean it happened maybe she feels that she doesn't want to live in this space forever that they're mm-hmm. working on trying to find a um a medium that feels safe and respectful and um healthy and if she's come to that decision, you know, she's thinking of her family, which hopefully includes herself, as I'm sure it it does and should. And yeah, if they're on the same page, I mean, you know, she's I doing what she thinks is best. It's just so uncommon that someone uh, that people that do have domestic violence like that. It's it's not easy to overcome it. It's not like the easiest thing to overcome. That's the only thing is we really have not in touched on that aspect but I guess it's not my business anymore yeah and the way she was she was describing it it was a horrifically violent yeah awful um and it wasn't the first time she said oh okay yep that I uh don't remember but could certainly um that's terrifying to think about um and that she, I think she, at one point she was like screaming for her neighbors. There were other yeah. people. I mean, that, that is, uh, that is going to be at a certain point stamped on any number of people as, um, an absolutely traumatic, uh, experience. And first and foremost, obviously for Gina and however she is able to deal with it and process it. And hopefully, yeah, you know, I don't know what, um, therapy she was in or they were in or whatever else I just hope for healing for her and if she decides that this is a part of her healing and what her family needs I would never question it because she's the one who has to who unfortunately was the victim of this so yeah 
Yeah. I still side-eye him. I mean, to 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 co-parent with someone who did such a violent, reprehensible yeah. act. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And let alone that you were married to this person to see exactly what that love in his, it's just, it's, it's terrible. It's. Let's not end on a sad note. Let's end oh on my a God, please. <laughs> Let's like not end there. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't. We got to keep things moving. We got. So who's keep... your who's your MVP? Who's your MVP so far? Who are you personally like? Oh, I'm just doesn't even matter if they're giving plot or story. Just who where's your heart going? Who's got I'm your loving, heart right now? I'm loving Emily. Mm. Loving, loving, loving Emily. I think she I thought her the, the boat episode. I thought she shined. Mm. I really enjoyed her. For sure. And then I want to just say what's shining for me is just the cast dynamic overall. You know Mm. what I mean? Like all of them as a group are working for me. Like they all seem to fit as we're last season. They didn't seem to fit together. This season I'm like, they all work. They all make sense to me on this cast trip in Montana. And that's nice. 1000% agree. And I also think, you know, we obviously with everything that we experienced with the scan of all everything that we experienced with, I mean, trigger warning, the real house size of New Jersey, there is something so (laughs) wonderful. This was my dream. I kept saying this on Andy's Girls. I was like, my dream is to just have a nothing burger and it be fun and like you're fighting or whatever and joking or whatever. But just like, give me nothing. Like, what is it? Like, go off, give me nothing, queen, whatever the phrase is. It's just... Give me nothing because that is what I want most of all. So them fighting over IMDB feels like such a safe space after Teresa and Joe like unleashing holy hell. I just want yelling at each other over IMDB and then Shannon in a costume. Like that's all I want. Give me 20 episodes of that and I'm yours. Truly. Couldn't be happier. Agreed. And like rinse and repeat. Like I don't need yes. it to be one huge storyline. You guys can no. have a multiple. Yes, multiple. please. Oh, Keep yeah, yeah, them yeah. coming because I can't belabor another point for no. an entire Mm-mm. decade. Let's call it a decade for Totally. Jersey. It was – so, I love how collectively we're all so traumatized by this for past real? season of Jersey. It really like across the board, everyone's been like, I'm going to lose it. Like I had to I tap out. I was going to do one – Full recap of all the reunion parts, but I was like, I, I honestly can't, you guys. Like, I can't handle it. Well, I discovered too late in the game. <laughs> I did all these um emergency episodes talking about New Jersey and Patreon episodes and whatever else, and discovered really truly after recording one like serious emergency episode talking about Louie and then a follow-up that was like PS on Louie that a lot of content creators understandably were almost like making the responsible choice of not talking about New Jersey because the the fandom is so toxic and so punitive and I was like shit man I forgot about that (laughs) I was just I just the wanted Jersey to talk fans about are the it. number one. Oh, Although awful. Summer House Summer House fans were hitting that point. So for me I too. didn't watch the last season because I just I was at capacity. You. I haven't seen it. I also haven't seen Martha's Vineyard, which I heard was very good. Fabulous. I, just, I haven't had a chance, but I'm I'm excited to get through it and to get through it quickly. And there's there aren't a ton of episodes, right? There's like I less than eight. ten. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, no, Martha's perfect. Vineyard is is what is what I we've heard been asking. It was really for. good. Okay. I need to watch. Anyway, well, Sarah, you're the best. Oh my God, you you. are. Thank you so much for having me. This was a total delight. I loved it. Loved every second. Where should people follow and be looking for you and the pods and all that? 
Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley and listen to episodes of Andy's Girls and Taking It Personally on the same feed. So wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, hit subscribe. Um, three eps a week, believe it or not. <laughs> and um, let me know your thoughts and feels. Would love to have uh, some listeners um, send me their takes. We do a thing on Patreon called Satchel Spectacular, which are satchels of gold. <laughs> yeah, named in honor, as I say, satchels of gold named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Kalorn Ben Simone, which are <laughs> listener uh, DMs, essentially, and sometimes long form theses um, with uh, perspectives and thoughts and feels all about their um, own thoughts on either something discussed on Andy's Girls or something they've seen on the show. So um, I unpack those on Patreon. We do a little Satchel Spectacular moment, which Sign I love. for the Patreon, Yes. Guys. Oh, my God. I'll, so fun. I'll link everything in the episode notes, guys. So you can just click and link and everything there. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye.